Yanking back his goggles and resting them on the brim of his pilot's cap, Peter C. Keogh reaches into his waist-length leather pilot's coat and pulls out his map. His thighs pressed together in order to hold the stick steady, the forty-year-old freelance employee of Standard Oil exhales. A sea of green stretches for as far as the eyes can see. A forest-covered, jagged mountain landscape that is as unrelenting in its thickness as it is in its sheer vastness. The retired U.S. Army colonel-turned-explorer-for-hire pulls back on the throttle of his de Havilland DH-82 Tiger Moth and begins to descend toward the tree-topped canopy of a valley split in two by the white-capped waters of the fast-moving Urabamba River. Wiping away some of the condensate from his goggle lenses with the tips of his leather-gloved fingers, he leans his head out over the fuselage to get a better bird's-eye view of the territory below. You've got to be here somewhere, you snake, he speaks into the cool, humid wind that slaps his face as he searches for an elusive break in a jungle that blankets the back half of Machu Picchu and beyond, the unexplored half. While his blue, eagle-like eyes search, his brain pictures the $5,000 bonus waiting for him. The cash comes to him only if he can locate a trail extension the famous cartographer and explorer Dr. Hiram Bingham described in eloquent prose more than 20 years ago. A trail that begins at the backside of Machu Picchu and ends at the mouth of the Amazon River inside the Amazon Basin at a place untouched by the modern world, a place known only as Inferno. He opens the map just enough so that it doesn't blow away in the gale-force winds. Looking up quickly at the brown, barren, boulder-strewn summit of Machu Picchu in the distance, he then looks back down upon the map. The Machu Picchu summit is in my benchmark, which means you must be directly below me, but where? Folding the map back up and stuffing it back into his coat pocket, he reaches down to the floor with his free hand and grabs hold of his 16mm IMO movie camera, the same make and model his young friend Bob Capa used recently in and around the bombed-out streets of Civil War-plagued Spain. Leaning the lens over the side, Keo presses the trigger on the camera, and starts shooting footage regardless of the fact that the trail he's being paid to rediscover is nowhere to be seen. This is all because of you, Hiram, baby, Keo whispers to himself, his words fading into the wind. I don't come back with proof of a trail. I not only don't get my bonus, the bastards will make me return my entire advance. And now that I'm a dad, I need the dough. Just need to get a little lower. Luckily, Keo knows that movie cameras, even the super high-tech handheld ones like the IMO, often pick up details that the naked eye cannot see, and that's what he's banking on right at this moment. That the camera lens will somehow break through the dense foliage and capture, even if only for a fleeting second, a humble visual hint of trailhead made of dirt or stone that will lead Standard Oil to believe they can guide a team of drillers into the Amazon basin in order to mine its vast resources of black gold. Fact is, Keo is counting on it. But what he's not counting on is what can go wrong when he takes his eyes off the horizon for too long. An army ground commander for most of his adult life, Keo didn't take to the skies until after his retirement at age 35. Fearless in demeanor and often reckless in flight, his sky instructors would often scold him for not keeping your goddamn eyes on the road. 
What road? would be the likable Keo's common response. A response that would be accompanied by brilliant blue eyes and a smile full of straight white teeth. That recklessness would prove to be bad luck over the jungle today, as the wheels of the dangerously low-flying tiger moth suddenly clipped the top of an ironwood tree, causing the nose of the biplane to dip just enough for the propeller to catch a branch. The prop snaps in two. An alarmed Keo pulls the camera back into the cockpit, drops it to the floor, and shoves it under the seat. He grabs hold of the joystick, yanks it all the way back in order to gain altitude. But with the prop broken, all it can manage is to make the plane climb a dozen hopeless vertical feet before it stalls, dropping nose first into the thick, tree-covered jungle canopy.